0: Today we're going to talk about what man did, or his plan, according to how man thought he should act. Um, and next week we're going to look more at God's plan. So we're going to start today uh, looking at what man did to, to, to walk this life that we, we, we are walking in today. How it all started and why are we in this place and situation where we are now, as the church, as the body of Christ, not the building. We're going to talk about the building as well. There's a reason because of what man chose, that the building system is where it is at today as well. All right, so we're going to start with Ephesians. Ephesians 1 verse 15. I'm going to lay a little foundation, and then we're going to go into the the actual thing. So Ephesians 1 verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, so who's going to give you the spirit? says here that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom revelation in the knowledge of him okay verse 18 the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling so you need to be enlightened the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of the, of his calling and what the riches and the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power i'm going to read it again in the amplified all right listen clearly what it's saying here for the reason because i have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. You see, he says there very beautifully into the deep and intimate knowledge of him not biblical knowledge um man knowledge all right in intellectual knowledge by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you all right and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the sense he he's set apart once which should be you and me the set apart ones and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Okay, so that's a lot of things it says there, but I want to just mention a couple of things. When a person is truly saved, um, when somebody is truly saved, he truly turned to the Lord, all right? He's seeking the Lord and, and he's seeking Father's heart. The Lord sends His light into that person, the Word says. They receive this light. So, God is so big and He's so glorious that when we we get saved, He's willing to share what He has, what He's made of with us as the one that's receiving Him, that's going to follow Him, His fullness. Um is willing to share that but he's not willing to share that with people that are light-hearted and not committed think about that he will share his whole being with with the ones that love him if you read that what i just read there you it says there in verse 7 the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling he will give you everything but you will see in the scripture god doesn't give his glory to the ones that don't care they're just a christian and they just floating along he doesn't share his glory with that so it's very important for us you will see that sometimes in believers that are just there they're there by going to the church or they're there in your group or you know them as being a christian but they're just there and and the lord doesn't share his, his true heart with people like that um If you look in the Bible, I'm just going to give an example. I'm not going to go into detail. The man in the field that got the treasure, what did he do here? He sold everything for that treasure. So he was fully committed to that treasure and he he left everything behind for that treasure. So that shows you that that person was fully focused um, going for that thing. Right? He wasn't just saying, oh, okay, maybe I should sell some stuff and see you tomorrow if I've got time to do this. He was fully committed, okay? So it's just something to note when we, with what, what we stand and walk in. When somebody truly seeks God you, and he you wants to have an intimate relationship with Him, then the Holy Spirit will come and He will cast out the darkness. All right? That's also what the Word says. He will take out the darkness now I'm not just talking about demonic stuff. He will even take that out. Whether somebody lays hands on you or whether the Holy Spirit does it on his own, that's not relevant how it gets, how it happens. But when the Holy Spirit comes and stays inside you, he will get rid of the darkness in you. He will show you what to let go and what to change your heart in things. That's why Paul says in Ephesians, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that you may know what's is the hope of his calling. And please, that no, again, we've spoken about this last week, the week before, that no is not biblical knowledge. It's not intellectual knowledge. He's not talking about growing and expanding your intellect to know the Lord. That's not what that word means. That's why the Amplifier says it so beautifully when it says, um, where was it? Uh, I'm trying to find Deep and intimate knowledge. Intimate you don't want to be intimate with, with intellect you can't be intimate with intellect all right so um we think as as people as believers when we when we read the bible uh, the more books we read and all that is going to help us uh grow in the lord maybe Um, It can help you, but it doesn't make you grow. The only thing that makes you grow into the Lord is when you have quiet time with Him, when you're intimate with Him. That's the only time when you actually truly grow in the Lord. When the Holy Spirit really reveals God's heart to you. That's when you grow. Um, Books and stuff don't let you grow. It gives you knowledge, but you don't grow in your spirit. Alright? So there's nothing wrong with um, reading a book. It's a good thing for us as men That's so lazy to read. It's a good thing to read. But don't think that's going to make your relationship with the Lord grow that much. All right. Intellect doesn't make your, you grow. Please remember that. The, I said yeah, there's no spiritual understanding, spiritual insight or spiritual revelation of God and what God is for us. And what he wants to do with us and can do for us without the Holy Spirit. okay? There's nothing, no understanding, no spiritual insight or spiritual revelation for what God is for us, what he wants to do with us and can do for us without the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to realize who God is without the Holy Spirit. Books can't give you that. Books can only give you knowledge. Even the Bible will give you knowledge if you don't use the Holy Spirit when you read it. Then it's just a historical book you're reading. You need the Holy Spirit to open up the scriptures. The Holy Spirit Spirit needs to reveal the depth of God to us. That's the only way we will grow and not become religious if we do it that way. Okay, let's, let's look at things this way. When we start with what I want to actually say The first thing I did now is to show you that we get light in us, this light that the Holy Spirit brings in us, cleanses us, um, gets us into the right place so that we can be intimate with the Lord. So we can get to that place where the Holy Spirit reveals to you what he wants to teach you, whether it's in the scripture or when you watch a movie or you read a, a, a normal book, anything the Holy Spirit can use to teach you. Some religious people think the Holy Spirit can only teach you out of the Bible. And they miss it. There's more. There's always more. So, I want you to think of it this way. There are two worlds in which we live in. And two ways how we live in those worlds that that I just mentioned. The first is the natural world. The natural world. And the second is the spiritual world. Those are the two worlds that exist. Um, The spiritual side has got good and evil. And even the physical side, we've got good and evil. Okay, Both these worlds that exist. We, at the moment, as we are made now, function are made in the natural, in the natural realm. I see in the natural most of the times. You need, we need the Lord to go into the spiritual side. All right, we need Jesus to take us there. But we are made to function in the natural at the moment, the natural world. There is a natural way to live, and and there is a natural way to live in the spiritual world. In the natural world, there's a way to live, and in the spiritual world, there's a way to live. In the natural world, it's a place where um, natural people live according to man. What man decides, we are in that. We are in quarantine at the moment because man decided that. So we're in this world and we're living according to that. In the spiritual world, we're living according to God's ways. When When you function out of the spiritual world, you function out of God's ways, which is always totally different to what man's ways is. But unfortunately, if we look at most people today, whether they are intellectual or not, uh, or will never understand what we're saying, the the depth of God and, and have a revelation of God. The reason for that is they are trying to understand God with an intellectual mind, their intellectual abilities. Doesn't matter how intellectual they are and how big an understanding they have in in knowledge of the world and of Hebrew stuff, of biblical times, how things were done back then, and and worldly knowledge and intellect, that doesn't matter. And they will not understand spiritual stuff. Even people in the ministry that functions in intellect, which is 99% of them, do not understand spiritual stuff. I'm going to say that again believers ministers unfortunately a lot of them and it's not a negative statement it's just there's an error that needs to be corrected here they function out of knowledge they were taught things out of a book and that's the only thing they haven't grown from that knowledge of that book that some man wrote of his interpretation of the word all right there's no deeper insight, new insight maybe into into what the Holy Spirit wants them to teach or say because they're not used to being taught by the Holy Spirit. They're used to being taught by reading a book and studying a book and gaining that knowledge to, them, to give it over to the people. That's how they were taught. The system teaches people. So we need to know that we cannot understand the Lord out of intellect. There's no way that we can understand him out of intellect. All right, I want us to read 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. It's what I just said now. Do you see it there? It says there, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. That man's wisdom is a religion speaking a lot of times and the worldly stuff. But which the Holy Ghost teaches. There's a huge difference between the two. Verse 14. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. People that functions in the natural knowledge, um, just if we take it spiritually, they know all the Hebrew stuff, they know how everything worked back there, why, all that beautiful stuff. If they just use that, or what they were taught at a Bible school, um, it says here, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. They receive things actually from man, from the Spirit of man. For they are foolish unto him. That's hard. Neither can he know them. He says that God doesn't know them. Even though they think they know God because of all the intellect. Because they are spiritually this um, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritually judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Okay. So do you see both worlds that I've just mentioned, the, the natural and the spiritual world is mentioned in that scripture. Um any person, I'm saying this again. Any person, even if you are intellectually gifted, can read through the Bible 100 times, 500 times, a thousand times. You can go through the whole Bible. He, uh, you can uh, he, that person can know every story in the Bible. He can know even the letter, like the Pharisees. He can know word for word what the word is saying. He can read all the gospel books in cum. You can go and buy all the gospel books in Kuma, how to pray better, and how to do this, and how to do that, and see everything. You can do all of that. You can read the Bible as many times as you want to. But if God do not reveal himself to that person, that person will never know God. After all that reading, after all that knowing the Bible word for word like the Pharisees did, they did not see jesus standing right in front of them the son of god standing right in front of them with all the knowledge word for word letter for letter that's the same still today you can read all the books in kum but if god doesn't reveal himself to you 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 won't know him that person will never know god and that's a hard thing for us to realize now i've laid a foundation of knowing that things must be seen spiritually To understand spiritually taught by the Holy Spirit because intellect will not bring revelation. It will bring man's wisdom. But we don't seek wisdom from man. We seek the one that's wisdom, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's start in our Bibles in the very beginning in Genesis. I'm going to read Genesis 3 for us so that we can get an understanding how things started for us as man. Now the serpent was more... I'm going to read from verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. And he says unto the woman, Ye hath God said, Ye shall not eat of any tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Yes, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. All right. And when the woman saw that the tree was good to, for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took off the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7, And the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fixed leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee not th- thee that thou should not eat? Then I'm going to skip to verse 31. And Adam and Adam also and his wife did the lord god made coats of skin and clothed them all right i'm not going to read further you can go read that again all right there's a lot i want to say about this um maybe i'm not going to get to everything even i'm going to try and ask the holy spirit to help me to remember everything i want to say but let's start with this in the beginning of the bible when sin entered the world. yeah this is a place where sin entered What you need to remember here is nakedness did not bother them. Adam and Eve wasn't bothered by nakedness until sin entered. Alright? When sin entered the world, things happened. But before that, they did not mind the nakedness. Why did I, for me, why didn't they mind the nakedness? Because they were clothed with the glory of the Lord. They were clothed in His glory. Alright? They were made in His image. We all know that. They only lost the glory of the Lord after sin came in. That's when they lost the glory. When sin entered, so note: before sin came, man was fully clothed with the glory of the Lord. I'm going to say this again: right. before sin entered, man was fully clothed with the glory of the Lord. They walked in His presence, uh, but after eating this fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden. They became conscious of their fleshly nakedness. They realized they were naked. All right. Now, this nakedness, please. This is not what you think. You know, naked. In the sense of one of the focuses here, this nakedness. You know, like pornography naked. It's got nothing to do with that. What he's talking about here to understand what he's, the Lord saying here. Um, it's got nothing to do with that little image you had in your Bible. Sunday school with Adam and Eve standing with a little leaf, covering their bits, you know, and Eve standing with her hands. It's got nothing to do with that. That's not what this is talking about. That's not what's relevant here to, to 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 help you here. That nakedness that we think, that because we're thinking in the flesh again when we read this, that they were naked in the flesh, and that's all we look at when we read these things. We don't ask the Holy Spirit to open the Scripture up, to light, put light on it, so that we can understand what He's saying about this, and not Matt's interpretation of because then man goes for the interpretation to the straight to the nakedness. Oh, they didn't have clothes. They were naked. and They saw they were naked. All right. It's not about that. We need to look in the spiritual world that I said the two worlds. We need to look in the spiritual world and not in the natural. What's going on here? This acknowledgement, this realization of the nakedness is where all of a sudden man realizes he's lost the glory of God. That's what happened there. That moment when they sinned, glory, 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 glory of the lord left their body and they were felt naked that absence they felt made them feel naked the glory that the word says they lost and all of a sudden man realized adam and eve realized they're not like god anymore they're not in the same class as god anymore something went missing all of a sudden where they were exactly like him functioning like him and here all of a sudden they were stripped of something and they felt it They were ashamed. They felt that the glory has left them because sin entered. Now, this, what happened here, with them making that fig leaves to cover their nakedness, they hid themselves, their sin, their nakedness, with these fig leaves. They are trying to make their own plan to hide what they've lost, the glory. They are making a plan, and their plan is take fig leaves, cover our bodies to show, not to show that we've lost something, that, that glory that we've lost. Alright, you understand what I'm saying. They're doing this to, to, to hide what they've lost. This, the fig leaves. So Adam and Eve are making a plan and are using their ability, and they came up with this idea of using fig leaves to cover them. They had this idea out of their ability. To cover them with fig leaves. Because the glory was gone. Alright. Because we're looking in the spiritual side of this. So I want you to realize something this morning. That this. What happened here. Was the first religious plan of man. I don't know if you thought about it like that before. This was the first time man made his own plan out of his own ability to see God because he lost something all right I want you to understand that get that this was the first religious plan it looks good even looks like it's gonna work because it's covering the bits but that's not working their nakedness is still visible their plan is not that good that they made yet it was actually man's pathetic plan of covering what, what, the, what they've done. Their sin that they've just done is their pathetic way of covering it, hiding it, what they've just done. All right? You also should realize God had no plan or share in this fig leaf invention of theirs. God had nothing to do with this fig leaf invention they just made up. It was 100% man-made, the fig leaf thing they did here. Got had no participation in this plan of fig leaves, cover them. So for this glory to return. Because they, they maybe thought if they cover them, the glory will return. If they don't are not naked anymore, they don't feel this way, or whatever the case may be, but that did not happen. Okay. So this had nothing to do with him at all. It was all man-made. Just a side note. Um, if we look at leaves, they're talking about fig leaves here but i've said this before when we look at leaves in the bible leaves are always a type and an image of um, healing for those that haven't written it down or haven't heard it before all over your bible you will see it talks about leaves and it's a way of healing it even says that in revelations 22 verse 2 at the end of revelations 22 verse 2 if you don't have the scripture which speaks about leaves it says there and the leaves of the of tree of the tree were for the healing of the nations even 100 200 years ago what did people use when they didn't have the medicine we had today to cover wounds and stuff leaves leaves were always used to cover wounds for healing it comes from the bible all right that's why medicine used it all right so just to know and then when you read that thing spiritually with adam and eve that you also realize what this the beauty of what leaves mean and why they're using those they didn't use anything else they could have used anything else but God knew they were going to use leaves because leaves got a specific meaning throughout the whole of the word from there throughout the whole of the word you will see that leaves will have a representation of that healing and, and to do with that all right that's just a side note for you to remember when you do your own bible study so what is this plan The plan is to hide the uh, consciousness of sin of man. The leaves, they did this to hide the sin that entered. Man wants to hide hide the effect of sin, the nakedness, the effect of sin. Man wants to hide it. They use a plan to try to better their spiritual situation. And don't we love doing that? Make a plan to better our spiritual situation. We do that still today as believers. We make plans eh, to do these things. Now, also to th- think about it this way, I don't think any of us realize, remotely even can imagine, what Adam and Eve shared with God, what they had with the Lord when walking with Him, talking to Him, just being with Him, before sin entered. Can you just think for a minute, what, in what they walked, every day with the Lord. If you read that, it's as if, the Bible is saying, you know, the Lord was busy doing, creating and doing what he's doing. And then when he took, had a break, he went down to Adam and Eve just to go chat with him, walk with him in the garden. I mean, that's so beautiful to realize that. It's like he, he had to go and just spend some time with him to relax. And he went to Adam and Eve to do that. I mean, also, 100, 200 years ago, do you know that most castles had gardens in them? In the middle of the gardens beautiful gardens where the king would go and sit and relax rest the gardens was there to have peace and to relax we still did that just a couple of hundred years ago it was still relevant so that's what they walked in adam and eve they walked with god daily they were clothed with him his glory they were clothed with that that's what they walked in the light of god Um, That is the life of man was was the cover. This light of God, it covered them. They were in this. It was on them, in them, over them. They existed out of this. Then all of a sudden, in one instant, it was taken away. They lost it. All right? The Bible says that uh, sin is darkness and that sin brings forth death. All right? Sin is darkness and th- sin brings forth death. Now, to re- be removed from God when you were used to daily walking, with must be something terrible to go through. When you're used to being with Him every day and then just get taken away and you, you don't share his, his, his presence anymore. That's something that I think really um, we don't think about sometimes or so we may, may not have been in that situation. Some of us may have been in that situation, but it's not a good place to be. But they are doing this to better their livelihood, to better their, their, their situation, the sin thing that entered, they are doing that because of that. So they realize they are dead and they are disconnected from God all of a sudden. Now, please, they did not that die, the, the death, the die in the it's not in the natural that they are talking about in the garden here. You will die, it says there in Genesis 3 and in Genesis 2. If you eat of this, you will die. Again, that die is not talking about the natural. That when they ate it, they didn't die there immediately. It's funny how we see that as spiritual, but we don't see the rest as spiritual. We, we know that's spiritual because they didn't die exactly there. He didn't mean the physical death. That will also happen eventually, but he was speaking about spiritually, where they will die. He's saying they will lose his presence. That's what they say. If we lose his presence today, it will feel like we're dying inside. When things go bad, check how quickly you start feeling you're dying inside. Then most of the time it's you that's the problem, not him that's, that's causing it. All right. In John 17, verse 3, John 17, verse 3, and this is life eternal, that ye might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. In other words, he's saying to know God is to live. To know him, to be intimate, that's no, not knowledge, to be intimate with God. Is to live. That's what that verse is saying. And here Adam and Eve just lost that life. When sin entered. When darkness came. To know him. To be intimate with him. They can't be intimate with him anymore. They lost that. The intimacy is gone. It's like. I mean. Someone else might have been through. It's like a divorce. When that that intimacy gets broken between two people. It's gone. It's missing. All right that's what adam and eve had there with god which is way more than just a husband and a wife all right but with eating the fruit they undressed themselves spiritually of god and they were naked man without god made a plan and the plan was to cover their nakedness i said then why did they do it they con for, uh, the consequences of sin is the naked flesh okay the consequences of sin is the naked flesh still today you can go and check when we do sin exposes us when we do sin it exposes us in a bad way now since that day in the garden thousands upon thousands of fig leaves plans were orchestrated by man remember what i said the fig leaf plan was the first religious effort from man to connect back to god and since that day we have made thousands of plans fig leaf plans up to today, we're still doing it, making these that We haven't changed what Adam and Eve did there. Even though today's place might look a bit different, act a bit different, it's still the same as the original one. It's still exactly the same as the one Adam and Eve did. They had the same purpose. So we want to hide the lack of the presence of God. We want to hide that. We are trying to hide our nakedness, our flesh, our sin. We are trying to hide that. Exactly what Adam and Eve did. We're still doing it today. Today, whether we sit in a cathedral with beautiful trimmings and glass windows and whether we sit in a most modern building um, with the best technology like cameras, big screens, sound equipment, praise and worship bands, lightning, sound systems, soft seats, etc., man is still trying to reason away the absence of God, argue why he's gone. Debate regarding this, and they will say, we, we have Him and we know Him. They're still doing that. Like in Revelations, we said that so many times. They will say, We have enough, we know enough, we're fine. We're still sitting here today in different environments. Doesn't matter which one I just explained, it is still a fig leaf plan. All those things I've just mentioned. It's man's way of connecting to God because of the absence of His glory. And we're making plants, and not all of them are made out of a bad heart. Unfortunately, some of them we've made over the years bad. We made it more flesh than it was supposed to be. But all those things are still fig leaf plants. wasn't God's plan. God didn't say start churches. I'm sorry, that's not in your Bible. He didn't say that. He said have small, intimate groups. If you're reading the scripture, they had to go from house to house small, intimate, all right? right. The temple wasn't the place to grow. The Pharisees went there to learn scripture, knowledge, not intimacy, all right? What we're doing here on a Sunday is teaching you Holy Spirit-inspired scripture so that you can take this and take that further with the Holy Spirit with you. I'm not giving you knowledge, biblical knowledge, all right? I'm not interested in giving you public knowledge. And everything I say here, you've got to do. That must become alive in you. If you just listen to what I'm saying, you don't do this. It's, it's religion. Again, even though I'm saying what I'm saying, if it's, even if it's from the Holy Spirit and you don't do it, it stays religious. All right. So this first fig leaf plan begins with the enemy. And today he's still making lots of plans. The enemy, lots of fig leaf plans. Uh, the purpose is still the same. And man is still trying to do exactly the same. We're trying to cover our nakedness from day one. We are trying to hide our nakedness by our own inventions, our own plans, and our own creations. We have got all these things and programs that we're running, thinking this will hide our nakedness, all right? The glory that we've lost. Now, if we look, unfortunately, if we look at Christians today, believers today, I think you will all agree they are still standing naked up to today 6,000 years later and we are still standing naked even with everything that have happened most of them are still standing naked still using fig leaves to cover their nakedness Um, even in South Africa all the churches the leaders are standing naked in front of God the flesh is visible and it's sad it should not be like that but the flesh is visible all right I want to read 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 to 5 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 to 5 But know this, that in the last days, grievous times shall come. And I'm not saying this is the last days. I don't think it's the last days. We're starting that, but there's still lots of time left. But know this, that in the last days, grievous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, haunty, rebellious, disobedient to parents, Unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, um, implacable slanders, without self-control, fears, no lovers of good, traitors, headstrong, puffed up, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding of uh, form of uh, holding a form of godliness, but having denied the power thereof, from these also turn away. Listen to that one. Holding a form of godliness. What does that make you think of? I'm going to read it in the Afrikaans, the Afrikaans people can understand this very well. Maar weet dit, dat daar in die laatste dag zwaar tijden sal kom, waar die mense sal liefhebbers van hulself wees, geldgierig, grootplaatis, trotsaards, lasteras, ongehoorsam aan hulle ouwers, ondankbaar, onheilig, sonder natuurlijke liefde, onversoenlik, kwaadsprekers, bandeloos, vreed, Zonder liefde vir die goeie, verraaiers, roekeloos, verwaand, meer liefhebbers van genot as liefhebbers van God, Mensen wat een gedaante van Godheid het, maar die kracht daarvan verloon het. Keer jou ook van hierdie mensen. Is that not a picture of the wall of the church that, that I've just summed up there? It's funny, all of a sudden when we, we go through things, when the church goes through things, um, and mankind goes through things. Have you noticed how the church jumps up and are all of a sudden very visible and they're always visible in the negative? Six weeks ago, nobody thought of Bill Gates as the Antichrist. But now that believers have made him the new Antichrist. Before that, who was the Antichrist? Trump? Obama? Those were all named by the church. bin Laden and all those guys. They were named by the church as the Antichrist. Their plans, their ideas, their intellect. And they've all failed. And we're going to fail again with, with, with Bill Gates as well. They're not the Antichrist. But we as believers have got such a mixed way of thinking. Because we think in the flesh, not in the spirit. We come up with all these ideas. This, what it says here, this... Um, holding a form of godliness but having denied the power thereof it's funny every time something bad happens the church is the first one to jump up and and make all these claims and we look ridiculous to the people outside i mean if you were a non-believer and you heard the church are saying bin laden was the antichrist and then you heard the same church saying no okay bin laden died unfortunately so now it's um who can it be bin laden or who even the case may be that they've called you know the names and you were not a believer you would think the people are crazy man they keep on jumping to the next person if the one dies or gets elected out of office uh the next one gets uh gets thrown under the bus and named the antichrist so many people have died being called the antichrist If I was a non-believer, I would have thought this church system is crazy because every time something bad happens, they name that person as Antichrist and then that goes away and then the church don't talk about it then again. They hide it. All right, so we've got to be aware. We've got to act through the Holy Spirit, not our intellect. I'm going off topic here, but I want you to get understanding what I'm saying, what is man's plans and what is God's plans. Man is saying all this stuff the whole time when everything, something's happening and we're looking stupid, ridiculous to mankind outside that's why they don't want to join or we be become born again because of what we are saying as a church because of our belief system our knowledge our intellect i said yeah people sometimes think god is dead but that's not the problem god's people are actually dead that's the problem it's not that god is dead it's us as people that are dead there's people that are lacking the glory of god but that we've lost with adam and eve now glory i want to give you like a definition of glory to understand it in a maybe a better way you can say glory of god is the nature of god the character of god the being of god and the mannerism of god all that it's what sums up If you want to sum up the glory of God, even though we can't actually put it in words, it's just to get us some sort of understanding in our natural brains of what this glory of God is that we don't have, that we've lost in the garden. Man, they lost it there. All right. It says in Romans 3 verse 23, Romans 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and came short of the glory of God. I'm going to read this again now with what I've just said. For all have sinned and came short of the character, the nature, the mannerism, the being of God. Hope that makes that sentence a bit, that you realize actually what that's, that verse is actually saying. Make you understand it more. Right. So, the more we try to make fig leaf plans, the more we will fail in convincing the world outside that we lack his glory to come into this. The more we make plans and it's fig leaf plans, the more we will actually fail. And at the moment, if you want to see if the church is failing, we have so many churches in the world and the darkness are still more visible than the light. Do you realize that? There's so, just look at George. I can guarantee you, Plet, Durban, you guys, other places. There's so many churches, but the darkness are ruling. Because those things are fig leaf plants. That's why it's got no power, in the essence of what it's standing for. That's why we can have as many meetings, we can have as many revival meetings, thinking revival is going to break out. It doesn't work like that always. All right. I said again, I don't think you realize bad I bad. I don't think you realize how bad it must have been for Adam and Eve. We just read this stuff and we we go over the Bible quickly when we read these things. And we don't think about what they stood in and what they walked in. And how it must have felt for them to lose that glory that that they once had with the Lord. So also note that all of us, because of what happened with Adam and Eve, are part of this disobedience. That happened in the garden. We all fall under that disobedience of Adam and Eve. But... God had a plan. He had a plan. All right, we're still gonna talk about that. So, if you make your own religious plans that we all have done, there's none of us that can sit here today and say we didn't have a little religious plan, a little fig leaf plan, picked a couple of fig leaves off the tree. Now you know where it came from, from Adam and Eve, their plan that they first made. And we're doing the same they do, so we can't point fingers at them and saying, listen. Look at what they've done. Today, you are still using fig leaves plan. Just as same. You're doing exactly the same thing. Even though you've got the knowledge that they made a fig leaf plan, you're still going to use fig leaves to cover your nakedness. And the reason we do this, and the reason Adam and Eve did this, is what, because we want that taste, that, just that little taste of the presence of the Lord. We just want to be with Him. That, having those that have had an encounter with the Lord. When we're at that place where we don't feel connected to Him, that's what you seek. Is that meeting, that once of meeting with him that you might have had, that presence you had that was supernatural, you seek that. That's why we sometimes make these fig leaf plants, but we don't realise those plants will not bear fruit. They cannot bear fruit because it's not from God. But today we have all these programs and plans and activities in which we are trying to, to serve God in a better way or a more intimate way. I'm going to say something and ask the Holy Spirit really to help you understand what I'm saying now. That you don't see it as a a negative thing. Uh, I really want to ask the Holy Spirit um, where you are in your maturity and your growth now. That you understand what I'm saying. That it doesn't offend you where you are. That you grow from what I'm saying with the Holy Spirit. Through the ages, buildings were built. Convents, temples were built for the Lord. Um, Movements started. Organizations started. Denominations started. All of these things came forth from man. Why did they do all these things? Why did we build all these temples and convents and start groups and movements and organizations and denominations? Why did we start all of that? It's actually to to cover our nakedness. That's why we did that. We're still trying to cover our nakedness. I'm not saying all these things were bad. Obviously, out of some of the churches came beautiful stuff. But it doesn't make it God's plan. All right? It doesn't make it God's plan. Okay, give you a, a very relevant example. The first thing when you ask people, when you go out to the streets to, to minister to people or when you talk to people regarding the Lord and all that, what's the first thing they ask you? In what church are you? All of us have experienced that. And what's a In what church are you? Or they simply say, I have my church. I get my kerk If you want to start talking about the Lord with them. They will immediately go to that. In saying this, in what they're saying actually, they are saying actually, i am at some place i am someone that i re, that is reconciled with the lord i'm okay i'm reconciled with, with god i'm okay that's what they're actually saying when they say i kid my care so that whatever you're going to say is they okay with the lord where they are now they've got their thing they've got their fig leaf and they're happy with that fig leaf what it's covering all right so if we look at the statement that people make of i have my church i have my faith i have This belief that I believe. Then we see all they are wearing is a small little fig leaf. You will quickly pick that up when you talk to people. They're hiding behind this fig leaf that they've made or that the church have made. And they are wearing that fig leaf that their denomination has given them. And they're wearing that and they think that's fine. Everything is hidden. That should be hidden. All right. They don't realize there's still a lot of flesh visible. And flesh should not be visible. All right. Because if flesh is visible, visible temptation comes in. That's why I always have an issue with what the ladies are wearing. Like bikinis and stuff. Where flesh is visible, temptation will always be there. That's why in the church system, when people say, I've got my church, they've taken that church's strictly plan, but their flesh is still visible. And that's a huge issue. Things can happen. I said to you, whether it's Pentecostal, Reform, You know, charismatic, grace, Hebrew, sons of God. We find the fig leaves is very covering that nakedness. Please, and I'm not pointing fingers at this, people. I want you to have correction and understanding why these things do not work. Why we have thousands upon thousands of church denominations and darkness are still covering the earth. More and more. Because all these that I've just done, these reformed, all these churches hebrews sons of god doesn't matter what which one they are all just barely covering, covering the nakedness that's why the people don't stay in them they will move from whichever one they want to go to, to the next one that's why people fall back in sin because there's so much nakedness still being exposed these fig leaves don't cover everything uh i said to you, what does god do with this man-made plan of adam and eve does he put his stamp of approval and say, Hallelujah, Adam, you made a great plan. I love this plan that you've just made. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finance this plan that you've just made. Yeah, I'm going I'm to help you to do this thing. No, he doesn't do that. But we bring our plans to God and say, Please, God, approve this plan. I want to build a church for you. I want to start a church. I want to start a, a this or a that. Or I want to do this or that. And we say, God, please approve this thing for me. Right? Our plan, our little fig leaf that we choose and a thing i don't understand with this is so many believers let me put it this way so many baby believers out there in the world do things and they say that the lord said i must do this and that they, they very quickly these days it's actually like scary to see how many baby christians that just got born again or they're just barely born again use the words the lord said to me this and the lord said to me that and that's so dangerous because a baby cannot fully hear the holy spirit because he's still a baby like a natural baby cannot lily is now what going for three weeks old this week she doesn't understand a word we're saying it she just loves us and we love her that's the same with spiritual babies but they so quickly to say the holy spirit is saying this and that to me and it's scary when you hear that you pick it up so easily that these are immature babies with a fig leaf and they want to make this fig leaf clothed and these fig leaves are fig leaves. They're not clothes. It's, there's still a lot of nakedness showing. So when somebody tells me this, when they say to me, um, like, let me give you an example. A baby Christian will say, oh, I'm only listening to this teachings of this guy. Or I'm, the, the Lord told me to move to that town or that country. Or I must only buy this car. Because the Lord told me I must buy this car. Um, the Lord told me to move to George to open a church which a lot of people use. Not that we have enough in George, but yeah, they come with that. And the Lord said, the Lord's sending everybody that wants to build a church to George because George needs more churches. And they say the Lord told him to move here. I'm giving you a lot of examples that you will hear outside in the world. But I'm telling you all these things, God is going to reject these fig leaf plants. In, if you move to a country and the Lord didn't tell you Truly, tell you it's because most of these things I've just mentioned is your feelings, your your desire to serve the Lord. That's why you feel this to move or listen to this or do that. Or do, it's not always the Lord. When you become more mature, you will function more according to this. But like I said, these are babies making these claims. And then what makes it worse, a baby is listening to another baby prophesying over this baby to do this thing, and then they do the thing because that one prophesied for them. But it's a baby prophesying, maybe. So we start sharing the fig leaves with one another. And it causes huge, huge problems and hurt in the in the body of Christ. People get hurt. I've seen so many times where people will make these radical claims, the Lord said this, and I'm going to do this now, and then bam, within a, a month or two, that's gone. And then they don't talk about it again. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to make mistakes, but I'm talking about people that go publicly and make this a who are making you feel like an a person that's not in this beautiful relationship with the world, because they speak way more with this person than with you. And you feel, wow, the Lord doesn't speak to me this much. And they keep on saying, the Lord told them this, and the Lord told them that. All right. I want you to realize those are fig leaf plants. It's man-made. Out of a good heart, they want to serve Him. They want to get to His glory, His presence. But they don't realize they're acting according to this fig leaf plan. If God is not the origin of your plan. It means nothing. I'm going to repeat this. If God is not the origin, the beginning of your plan, it means nothing. It's going to die. It might for a, for a, for a short period of time look like God is blessing this plan. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's going to die. The plan is going to die. So we need to understand that if we make plans and it's not from God, God is not going to back that plan in the way that he wanted to. He will still back you because you're his child, but he's not going to back that plan that you've got because he didn't make that plan. He didn't tell you to do that. So realize how Adam and Eve made the first plan and how we are still today making the same plans, seeking his presence, his glory. And we don't realize we're doing it out of our own self. All right. And I just want to end off with this now. Out of this that I've just read in Genesis 3. Just another look. Just to not to point fingers at Adam and Eve. It says there the serpent approached Eve first. Why Eve? Why not Adam? Have you ever thought of that? Why did the serpent go for Eve first and not Adam? It says there. And he says unto the woman, why not the man? What is woman spiritually in the Bible? It's either two things, the church or your soul. Your soul is female because he's going to come and marry your soul. You is bride. Your soul is female in the word. Every time the soul gets mentioned, it's in the female sense your soul is female or the church is a form of female if you read read proverbs you will see it speaks about the two churches the, the two women the good one and the bad one the good church and the bad church okay the church of jesus christ and the religious church system okay so here the serpent came to the woman first and then the man followed why the woman where's the serpent today attacking you and me In your soul, in the female part of you, your soul. You will come with a lie in your soul, and it will check and see if you will take this lie and make it and believe it and live in it. Because if we take a lie, then the body will follow. A whole being will follow. But he attacks the soul, our weak point. That's why he went to Eve in the spiritually seeing, he went for the weak. Not that the woman is weak. We're talking spiritually. Otherwise, people think women are weak. That's not what that sentence is saying, that the woman was weak. Because of the man. Adam followed just as well as, as she did. But the enemy knew if he attacks the soul, everything will fall in place. That's why the serpent went for the woman first, the soul of mankind. And he attacked there. And he knew if he gets that, if he gets that lie in there they will live in that lie. And they did it. That's what happened there. And we're still doing it today. When the Lord, uh, when the enemy comes and he tells you a lie in your soul, you believe it. You say, you're not worthy. Or you're not good enough for this or that. And you believe that thing. That that seed was planted in your soul and you believe it. And that's, it happened with the the tree. So we can't point fingers at Adam and Eve there. Um, So I don't want to go too much in detail with, with what I'm saying now, but it even says there, that they went and hide among the trees. Trees in in spiritual meaning is what? People. The Bible always refers to us as a type of tree. All right? You will bear fruit. We are trees. And it says there, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. There's also something spiritual in that. If we are trees, as man, as people, sometimes referred to as a tree, a type of a tree, please. We're not trees. It's a type of a tree. He says that they hid between the trees. When their soul was exposed, their nakedness was exposed, they went and hid between the trees. What are we doing today? The church, the system. We go and hide in the system. We go to the system, to all, where all the trees gather. We go there, and we, we go and hide there. Some of us, the men will know what I'm talking about here. We go to the church because the the woman asks us to go, then we will go, but we go and hide there because it's easy to hide between the trees, the other believers. Because we are ashamed and and we're doing it just out of religious purposes or scenes or whatever. So there's a lot in that Genesis that we we can talk about of what's going on in the spirit. But I want you to see... Nakedness, the sin, we lost the presence of the Lord. That's why man made a plan and that's why men are still making the same plans today. Nothing has changed in the last 2,000 years or the last 6,000 years in that sense. But 2,000 years ago, a change, a shift came. And we're going to talk about the shift that came next week to what I've just laid a foundation for you now of where everything started, the man's way, man's religious way, Man's plan to get back to god all our plans to get back to god and how it's failing and we look at the body of christ today we are a huge failure in that unfortunately most of us the system of failing and it's not producing fruit the nakedness are not even barely covered all right